0: Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. You know, uh, in my heart tonight as I was just sitting there and praising the Lord, i got a couple words in my spirit. And the first one is draw near. Draw near. Draw near to God. And He will draw near to you. You know, one translation says that if you come close to God, then He will come close to you. So the... Responsibility, then, is on our part to come close to Him, to draw near to Him, because in Him is where all of our answers are. In Him him is where our strength is. In Him is where your supply is. When He is your all and all, and when you draw near to Him... This year, in 2015, you can expect Him to do the exceeding, the abundant, the above. All that you can ask or think according to the power of God that will be at work in you. I believe the Spirit of the Lord wants His power at work in my life and in your life so then in order for that to happen there needs to be a constant infilling and a constant taking in of his word a constant refilling if you will of his spirit and a constant fellowship and koinonia with him and so I encourage you at the top of this new year to draw near to him draw near to him because He is your supply. And He is where all your answers are. Let's just lift our hands right now. Let's do that. By faith, just do that right now. Father, we come boldly to the throne of grace tonight. Oh, we magnify you. We thank you for your great and glorious goodness in our lives. Lord, you said in your word that if we would come unto you, that we would find rest, that we would find refreshment for our very beings. And so tonight we lay aside everything of last year and we draw near and we come boldly to the throne of grace without fear, but with a glorious sense of belonging in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just place your hand over your heart and say, I'm drawn near. I'm drawn, near, I'm, drawn near, I'm drawn near without fear, without fear to fear. the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the throne of grace, when you spend time there, it'll strengthen you for your race. Because, you know, every year is a race. And every time that we face a new day and face a new year, how much do we need him? Man, I am totally, I want you to know tonight, I'm totally dependent on Him. Hallelujah. You know, that reminds me of a scripture in the book of Acts that says, In Him we live. In Him we move. And it is in Him that we have our very being. I don't want to move out of Him, do you? I don't want to move ahead of Him. How about you? I want to move in Him. I want to live in him. I want to move in him. I want him to be my total being. Hallelujah. Come on, let's shout a little bit tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So turn over to Matthew uh, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Let's look at that in the amplified version. Look at your neighbor and say, we're heading somewhere tonight. Amen. Draw near. That's what we're going to do. When we receive communion tonight, some wonderful things are going to happen. Some great and glorious deposits are going to take place in this house tonight. And some great things are going to be laid aside. Hallelujah. We're coming to the throne of God tonight. We're going to abide in his presence. He said, now come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and you're overburdened. Has anyone ever been overburdened before? I think we could probably raise both hands. But he says, now, come to me. That's just another way of saying, draw near. And he says, I will cause you to rest. He said, I will ease and I will relieve and refresh your souls. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready ready for your soul to be refreshed tonight, for your spirit man to be recharged, and for your batteries, hallelujah, to be charged to face the new year. Amen? So I love that. He says, I will cause you to rest. He said, I will ease And I will relieve and I will refresh your souls. You know, one preacher said a few years back, the will of God is not all fearful and queasy, but the will of God and the plan of God for you and I I is light and easy. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, light Light and and easy. Now notice with me in verse 29. Look at verse 29. He said, now take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So how important, then, is it for us to draw near in the Word this year? How important is it for us to have a daily intake of God's Word and to learn of Him, to feed on His faithfulness? He said that man will not ever live by bread alone. But what are we living by here at Heart of the Bay? Come on, help me out a little bit. What are we living by? We're living by every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And you just bank on it, God's got a word for you. He's got a revelation for you. He's got a daily word for you. He's got daily bread for you. He's got daily encouragement for you. He's got daily direction for you. So draw near, draw near, draw near. Give me this day my daily bread. Give me this day. He said, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, and lowly in heart. And here it is again. And you'll find something. You'll find rest, relief. Have you ever just been relieved by being in the presence of God? I mean, you might have been going through some fiery trials all week long. But you came into the house of God. And you found relief. And you found ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. Now look at verse 30. Let's read this together, guys. For my yoke is wholesome, useful and good, not harsh, hard, sharp or pressing, but comfortable Gracious, pleasant, and my burden is life. Hallelujah. I want to draw near to a God like that. I want to draw near to a master like him. A master whose arms are always open. A master who loves us unconditionally. A master. Who satisfies the longing soul. Oh, does your soul long for him? Does your soul really, really long for him in 2015? Just tell him right now, Lord, I long for you. Oh, I long for you. I draw near to you. And I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So drawing near. Now, let's look over at Philippians chapter 3. And uh, I'll tell you what verse it is here in a moment. Philippians, the third chapter. And uh, we see something here in uh, verses 13 through 14. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. And we see here that there is something that is absolutely necessary. If we're going to live in this place of drawing near and live in this place of his presence and of his goodness. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, he says, Now brothers, I count not to myself to have apprehended. How many of you know you haven't arrived? I know for sure that I haven't. But he says, but this one thing I do. So this one thing... Must be very important for Paul to say, look, I haven't arrived, but here's one thing for certain. This one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to do. What are you going to do, Paul? What are you going to do, Larry? What are you going to do, Sue? What are you going to do, Bob? This one thing I do. Now notice. Forgetting those things which are behind... Thank God we serve a God who enables us by His grace to have a new season, and to have a new day, and to have a new year, and to have, hallelujah, His will in our lives being done. So he says here then, forgetting those things which are behind, and then... Reaching forth unto those things which are before. So reaching forth is another way of saying drawing near. Or coming close. Unto those things. God has prepared some glorious things for you. God has prepared some paths for you to walk in. God has prepared some wonderful, glorious, supernatural things for you. And the Bible says they're right out there. They're right there before you. They're right there before you. So then we want to get to those things. We've already gotten to many of those things. But how many of you know with the Lord there's always a whole lot more? He's got more for you. I just get this word much more in store for I have laid up my great and glorious goodness for you, says the Lord. So draw near to me and live ye in my presence and I shall open your eyes and show you those things before and those things that are in store. yea, things that I've laid up for you from before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. I'm encouraged just by that tonight. So then, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. So Paul says, one thing I'm going to do. Now, what is that one thing that you need to forget? You know, all of us have some things that we need to lay aside, some things that we need to leave behind. What is that one thing? What is it perhaps that you're doing that you should not be doing? Or what is it that you haven't done that you should be doing? Amen? Amen. Or what are you doing that you should not be doing? What is that one thing? It could be in the area of, you know, a a sin or a, a habit, something that's addictive, something that's Tearing you down and bringing you down. And that might even be an ungodly relationship. I don't know. But I do know one thing. That God wants us to lay aside some things. How about debt? <laughs> Letting go of that debt. Amen. How about destructive habits in your health? Things maybe that you've been putting in your body over a long period of time that... All of a sudden, harvest time starts showing up as a result of not taking care of your temple. Now, I don't want to turn this into a heavy message tonight. But I do believe that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to hearts. And I believe that He's saying to you tonight that if you will lay aside that one thing. And by the way, I don't know what your one thing is, but you know. You know. You will face this new year with some awesome strength in your life. Look at um, Isaiah. uh, Well, let's look at the next verse of Philippians chapter 3. Let's look at verse 14. Read it with me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling... Who presses? I press. press. So it's our responsibility to reach. It's our responsibility to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Every person in this room tonight has a call on their life. Every person in this auditorium tonight has a reward awaiting you. And he says... Son, daughter, I want you to press toward those marks. Press toward them. And you'll see those glorious things that I have prepared for you. Amen? Now look at Isaiah chapter 43. How many of you are believing with me tonight? Draw near. Reaching forth. Pressing toward the mark. Amen. Look at uh, Isaiah chapter 43. And notice with me in verse 18 and 19, Isaiah forty three eighteen and 19 says, remember ye not the former things, don't consider the things of what, anything in 2014 that didn't bear fruit, the Bible says you are not to consider them, you're to let them go. You're to leave them behind. Amen? Don't remember the former things. Don't consider the things of old or the things of the past. Look at verse 19. Let's read it together. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. we got to read that one more time. He said, now, look, guys, I'm doing a new thing. When is it going to spring forth? It's going to spring forth right now. He says, shall you not know it? And I will even make a way in the wilderness and I'll wake rivers in the desert for you. Where those things that have looked impossible, the Lord is saying to you tonight, if you will draw near, if you will reach forth, if you will keep pressing, I will make a way for you where there seemingly is no way. Amen. Why is that? Because he is the way. He is not a way. He is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. And then he says, I'm going to make rivers in the desert. How many of you, be honest about it, how many of you have ever run into a dry, parched, spiritual part of your life before? Somebody might be there tonight, I don't know. (laughs) But you know what? There's rivers available. There's rivers in the desert. Hallelujah, look at your neighbor and say, "There's there's rivers in the desert. You know what that does for me? That gives me hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's look over at Hebrews chapter 12. And let's look at verse 1. And let's notice in verse 2 of the book of Hebrews. And I want us to notice that in the amplified version this evening. And what's going to occur in this service tonight, at the end of the service, we're going to be receiving communion. But before we do that, There's going to be an awesome drawing near. And there's going to be an awesome laying aside of some things. And there's going to be some adjustments made. Amen? And there's also going to be some commitments made as we approach this new year. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. He says, therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. How many of you have uh, brothers or sisters or moms or dads that are already in heaven? You know, the Bible says they're a cloud of witnesses. Hallelujah. And you know what they're doing up there? They're cheering you on. They're cheering you on. Keep pressing. Keep reaching. Keep drawing near. He said a great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth. So he says now, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance or unnecessary weight. Let's talk about weight for a moment. This is the time of year where every health club in the Bay Area is jam-packed. I'm not selling you Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig tonight. And I'm not judging anybody, so don't misunderstand me. I use this merely for an illustration. I could not help but notice today how jam-packed the gym was. And it was filled with people that have this desire to lose weight. But they know that if we're going to lose weight, they've got to do something about it. It might be get on a treadmill, it might be ride a bike, it might be lift some weights, it might be drawing back from the plate, amen? (laughs) We're drawing near to God and drawing away from the plate. (laughs) Anyway... But they have, for some reason, looked at themselves in the mirror and said, you know what? This weight is not necessary. This weight is unnecessary. And by George, I'm going to do something about it. And I pray that they do. Amen? And I pray that all their dreams come true. Amen? And all mine as well. And that may be a funny illustration in the natural realm, but spiritually, did you know that there's a lot of believers carrying some things around in their life that are not necessary? Now, I'm not here to tell you what's not necessary for you. I, see, I happen to know what's not necessary for me. And I know the weights that I've had to lay aside. And there's something about these weights, once they're, once they're laid aside, they try to come back and get back in your life. And so you have to keep it under. But there are, by the millions, Christians all over the world, walking through life bogged down by the flesh when they really should be soaring in the Spirit. And that's no condemnation. If you're there, we're going to draw near tonight, and we're going to get those weights off. Amen? Amen. And we're going to be able, when we leave tonight, run through a troop, glory to God, and leap over a wall. But by the millions, there's people that haven't reached goals. They haven't seen their dreams realized. And in their heart of hearts, they know what the will of God for them is. And yet, because of the flesh, and because of encumbrances... And because of unnecessary weights, and the sin, which so readily and deftly and cleverly clings to and entangles us. You cannot run your race in 2015 all weighed down by the cares of this life. You cannot run your race in 2015 like this, looking back. You've got to look forward and keep your eye on the prize, looking unto Jesus. Come on, somebody. The author and the finisher of our faith. And so I think that in times like this, it's important for us, yes, to celebrate but it's all imp- also important for us to ask these questions. Is there something that I'm doing that is weighing me down? Or is there something that I could be doing that would help me to lay aside that which has hindered me in the past so that I can run my race? How many of you are here tonight? And you really, really, in 2015, You really want to run your race by God's grace. That's me. That's you. I believe that's 100% of the people here tonight. And so he says, let us strip off and throw aside. So this tells me that this is something that I must do and that you must do. But he also lets us know that it's possible for us to do it. Well, Pastor, I just can't seem to lay that aside. I just can't seem to overcome that. You're not laying it aside and you're not overcoming it because you don't want to. You've got to get your will. Come on, somebody. You have got to get your will involved in the things of God and being serious about the race that God's got for you. Amen? Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance and unnecessary weight. And the sin which does so readily and deftly and cleverly cling to and entangle us. You know what Jesus said? He said, if your right hand offends you, what did he say to do? If your right eye offends you, he says, pluck it out. You are the understood subject of those verses. And then he says, once you do that, then you'll be able to run. You'll be able to run. I can remember my brother, Tim, who is with the Lord right now. He died, passed away when he was 54 years old. He would now be about 68. But he went on to be with the Lord early in life. But I can remember Tim, he was a basketball player, but he was also very, very fast in track. And Tim would run the 440. And the 440 was once around the track. And I can remember the training that they did in preparation for those races they would put weights on their ankles and they would go out and they would run several miles with those weights on and they would run around the track with those weights on and that was part of their training but when race day came it was time to lay, come on somebody, the weights aside and when they laid those weights aside they were lighter and they were able to run and run the race and win the race well, I want to tell you something. Training day's over. We're in a new year. We're in a new race. It's time to lay aside those weights. And he says, You'll be able to run with patient endurance and steady, active persistence the appointed course and the race that is set before you. I want you to pay particular attention to that word, appointed race. And what that means is this, is God has an appointed race for every one of you. And you know what he promises? Not only for your appointed race, he promises you an anointing. Amen. And a grace. And strength. And enablement for you to run your race as a first class Citizen of the kingdom of God as a first class spiritual Olympic gold medalist I tell you in 2015 I'm going after the gold how about you hallelujah so tonight it's a good night just to draw near it's a good night to lay aside Somebody says, well, pastor, you know, I don't have anything to lay aside. I don't have anything like that. Well, then it's a good night for you to just fine tune. It's a good night for you just to focus on him and let him fine tune you and let him bring you even to a larger place and a wealthier place in him. Mm -hmm. Look at verse two now. And this is how we do it. We don't do these things in our own strength. We don't do these things in our own might. We do these things in the strength of God. Let's read this verse together. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and also its finisher, bringing into maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so all these things are done not in the flesh. All these things are done not by your willpower, but this is done in him and through him. The Bible says we're going to look to him because he is the beginning and he is the finisher of our faith. The last thing that I had in my spirit to share with you is this. That Jesus said that the house that I'm interested in, the house that I'm building is not a house of a bunch of entertainment It's not a house of activity but the house that Jesus builds is a house of prayer and so I believe that in 2015 this house should be dedicated afresh and anew to be the house of prayer and as His house was a house of prayer. It also became a house of miracles. Hallelujah. And so tonight, we're going to spend probably 15, maybe 20 minutes in prayer. And we're just going to come before the Lord tonight. And we're going to honor Him by drawing near to Him. Amen? Praise God. Let's all stand to our feet. I know it's not a real rosy message, but it's a message that will help you. It'll, it's a message that will stir you and a message that will change your life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Tom, if you'd come to the front. What I want to do, and this is how I see it. I want us to, to break off into maybe five to seven to eight people. And I want us to spend a time of prayer with one another. Amen. So go ahead and find yourself some prayer partners out there. And just uh, find yourself some people to to gather around and to pray with tonight. You might want to identify and and see perhaps if if there's just a, a need in their lives. And we're just going to ask God just to touch people in our circle of prayer tonight. Amen. Everybody, just find a a person to pray with and talk to one another for a moment and just. Don't just start praying in the Spirit real heavy and real strong, but find out if there's a need in a person's life or find out if you can pray for them about something. Amen? Glory to God. Father, we thank you. You said in your word that this house would be the house of prayer. Just go ahead and take about five minutes or so and just pray for one another. Yes, Lord. Oh. We magnify you tonight.